Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy who is a pile of burning rubble and flames rising from the phoenix ashes into a bubbly, silly, putty creature of fusion. John Wayne, that's right, I'm here in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, where it is hot as hell in the neon Palace of Sin here, where I reside, where I record. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, excuse me. For another episode, uh, it is, uh, of course, uh, just uh, uh, amazing and um, uh, always, let me see, my level's right here, there we go. Okay, I just had to adjust something there, that's fine. So, always excellent uh, to be back, uh, but, you know, um, sorry to make a heat joke, I know there's a heat wave uh, just scorching up the old countryside here, uh, but, you know, here in the desert, it is, uh, it, it's especially hot, and I know all my Arizona friends listening, all my Phoenix, you know, in Tempe, all my friends out in Arizona, I know it's hot out there too, guys, but we gotta stand in the solidarity here, it's Nevada and Arizona, Stop calling each other pussies for, that's not real, yeah, it's hot here, we're hot, we're hot, look, we're all fucking hot, dude, it is hot as hell, um, it has been, uh, just, I don't know how many straight days in the triple digits here, but it's not, that's that odd, I mean, of course, it's the desert, it's, it's Las Vegas, it's gonna be in the triple digits, right, but it's just the fact that it's been such high triple digits, like, we're talking, 115 118 to 120 all throughout the whole day you know and you're just it just is a lot and uh it's it's uh it's something you know it is different scarlet to the lovely wonderful scarlet uh did tell me you know she's like this heat's different and i was like i'm used to heat i grew up in houston texas and that's where we have humidity and it's hot and we breathe hot water we love it and she said, well, this heat is a little different. It really zaps the energy out of you. Be careful when you're out and about and stuff. Just Or be wary or be aware of that. And I'm like, whatever. I fucking know what the, the deal is. I know what time it is when it comes to how hot it is. I guess I don't, dude, because it really does take it out of you. Like, you got to get shit done during the morning or, or then or the afternoon or like nighttime, <laughs> evening time, because... It's just fucking hot. But you know what? Hey, can't do anything about it. So I'm not really going to complain about it. Aside, besides, I'm about to uh, escape this heat for uh, another uh, <clears throat> heat, I'm sure. Uh, uh, many different heats across this great country as uh, I am taking off to leave. We'll talk about that in a second. Of course, I am here. So sorry that this is a couple days late. I know it usually comes out on Monday. Uh, but I... Uh, guys, I got fucking hammered on Sunday. I mean, I'm not even going to bury the lead or try to dance around it. We went to see, uh, Scarlett and I went to see Ben Kissel perform. Uh, many of you know him from last podcast on the left or uh, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, those kind of podcasts. He was doing a performance here uh, at the, the comedy club down the street from us. We were very excited, went with some friends. We ended up going after that to uh, a couple of bars, but we went to the Triple Down, which is the bar that's uh, attached to the Punk Rock Museum, which is one of my you know new favorite places here in town. And man, oh man, <clears throat> I don't remember leaving. I don't remember leaving that bar at all. I remember waking up on the couch in my house with my robe on uh, and quite a mess surrounding me. So I, I don't know. It was it was bad. It was just that's like uh, no one, <clears throat> no one should really get that drunk. But 
you know, you, I, I'm at being a professional and I know that I like to party and John Wayne loves to party and woo. Yeah, that's great. But like still, nah, man, even me, I'm like, I don't want to do that again. So Monday I was like out of commission. Uh, I apologize. My own fault, my own deal. Did it to myself. Got no one to blame. But <clears throat> anyway, I was at a commission for Monday, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, time just really got away from me because I am preparing to leave for about five weeks uh, coming up here. Uh, as I record this, I'm leaving in the morning. So um, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But so, so sorry that this is a, a couple days late this week. But hey, I wanted to make sure I left you with a good episode from from the old uh, office here from the Neon Palace of Sin before I skate on out for uh, over a month and you'll be getting a bunch of episodes from the road from uh, people's houses and hotel rooms and stuff like like that so it's a uh, get one more last one home home team home field advantage and then we'll take off ah excuse me so i know uh it is um even though it's the afternoon early afternoon while i'm recording this i'm still drinking a nice heaping peeping piping hot cup of black coffee in my drink coffee hell satan mug thank you chris and alicia i love you guys so much and uh oh little sip because my my hmm mm. And um, as you know, since I am going out of town, I did go to my uh, neighborhood dispensary, Oasis, where I love, uh, love, love, love them and uh, got myself some supplies uh, ready to go for this week or for this trip. I mean, Um, but so right now, uh, before the show, I loaded up a nice little bowl of lemon essence is the strain I am smoking. And this is coming in at a cool 26 percent even on the THC. So that's nice and high and good. And it is a tasty little bowl. I'll tell you that. Get a little sample of that right now. Mm -mm -mm. Yummy in my tummy. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, guys, I am uh, preparing to leave for uh, uh, the first stop I make will be in Portland, Oregon um, this weekend for Ghosts of Summer. Uh, That will be the 27th or no, 28th and 29th. No, 29th and 30th. One of those this weekend, whatever that is. Two-day two day thing, and then I jaunt right on across the entire country to New Jersey, uh, returning to Cherry Hill, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite places to go for Monster Mania, uh, one of my favorite conventions. And from there, I will go to Houston, um, where I will be doing Houston Horror Film uh, Festival, the convention there, which was awesome last year. I can't wait. And special announcement, everybody listening in Houston and in the area, uh, if you're going to be at Houston um Houston Horror Film Festival convention uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, It's the 11th, 12th, and 13th of August. I will be playing a John Wayne is Dead show, music show, with Chris Jett uh, at Two-Headed Dog, which is in downtown Houston. Um, It'll be, uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere located close to where the hotel is. I I don't know exactly, but... um, it is a free show. You just have to come show up and, and hang the fuck out. So if you are uh, any of my Houston homies that are listening, my friends, hey, I would really love for you to come out and see this show and hang out and just say hey. Um, everybody that's coming into the show, to the convention, if you're not leaving until Monday or Monday morning, come on out to this show. It's it's a quick Uber ride over or, or whatever from the hotel, and it's going to be Awesome. I am stoked to be playing in Houston with uh, Chris, a full show, full production show um, for like the first time since I've left. So 
it's a it's a big deal. It feels good. We've got this album coming out. We've got a lot of shows that we're we're getting booked and lined up now for the rest of the year. So listen uh, and keep a keep an eye and an ear out for that because uh, the the new records come in and with it a lot of performances are coming. So on August thirteenth at Two Headed Dog in Houston, Texas, after. Houston Horror Film Festival closes, so that's like that's gonna close at five. So let's say probably like eight o'clock. We're gonna be rocking a John Wayne is Dead show over at Two Headed Dog. So please, free show, come over, have some drinks, have some laughs, say what is up. Uh, so um, then from there, <clears throat> I believe I go to Indiana or, or something, or I'm supposed to, and then I go somewhere else, and then I finally go home. So it's it's a long one, but you 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 all out there can check out my dates uh, at uh, JohnWayneIsDead.com on the shows page. And it uh, it'll keep you updated because that's where I have to go look because uh, that's where I have to keep my myself straight on all this stuff too. So, <clears throat> like I said, just a lot of getting ready, a lot of a lot of uh, I've been kind of anticipating leaving here for a little while. It was kind of rough. I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, uh, I had a couple shows canceled uh, in the last three weeks or something like that. That I that would have been. Uh, were shows I needed, you know, like this is, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> we're not going to get too inside baseball, but you know, the majority of the money that I make is from traveling and doing conventions. So when things get canceled or, or moved around or something like that, it, it, it's usually fine, but you get a couple of them in a row and it becomes a little, uh, a uh, little bit nerve wracking and uh, tighten your, your belt a little bit there, but that's okay. I always will bounce back, of course, because I'm so looking forward to these dates uh, and getting back out there. But it's just been a lot of like getting, do I have enough of this? Uh, I had to order more bookmarks and uh, they kind of screwed them up. They put a border on my bookmarks for some fucking reason, but it's fine. I still think they look okay. They're good enough for government, whatever. <clears throat> I had to make sure I had my, all my inventory ordered. I have to have some stuff being shipped, uh, to me in Houston that I'll pick up there, inventory there. It's, uh, I had some art. Oh, if anybody out there, people have been asking about the new metal bookmarks. I know I haven't had them in a minute, but that's only because of, uh, they, you know, I sold through the first, the last two batches so quickly, and then just a production issue in getting those together. But <clears throat> I will be starting in at the, at the, um, New Jersey show, because that's where I'm picking them up. I will have them there, a new batch. And I'm also picking up the batch after that. So I'll have two batches. So there won't be any waiting, uh, hopefully, when I run out of the metal bookmarks again. But for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, <coughs> excuse me, I do these, uh, I've been doing these bookmarks that are uh, my my own design. You know, they're all different. It's a different design uh, for each run. And then they run, they started the first like six or seven that I did designs, I did only a hundred of, and they're signed and numbered and they're iridescent and reflective. They look really cool. Uh, you can check them out on the website. Uh, now, actually, I think I took them down because I'm sold out, but uh, each design, so each run is different. And now they're uh, the last few, I've, I've bumped the run up to 115. So they're signed, numbered. Um, if you buy a book at the table, they're, they're, you can get one for five dollars with the with the purchase of a book, but they're ten bucks on the website. They're 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 cool as shit. I think they're awesome, and I appreciate people you know collecting them and reaching out and asking me when the next one's coming out. But they are coming. I will have them in New Jersey, and I will uh, try to make sure I keep some back this time for um, the web store for people to order from there because the last one I just sold them all at one convention. <clears throat> and no one could order them, so that's uh, that's um, that's on me. I'm, I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of things going on in the old duder's head here. Uh, but before I forget, I have to give a major shout out to my Patreon supporters, Patreon people. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. With all 
uh, genuine sincerity. I I uh, I so appreciate the the contributions, the support, the the checking in on me. Uh, it means a whole lot, and there's a lot of things I could not do without your help um, and without that extra support. So thank you so much. Uh, if you don't belong to my Patreon, you want to check it out, please head on over to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead or there's a simple link there at johnwayneisdead.com. You can click and take you right there. Check out the tiers that I have available. You can join uh, any of those and get all the goodies that come with them. Um, but also, everybody gets access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, uh, in which I interview and, and speak and have actually awesome conversations <clears throat> with um, other artists of all kinds, not just authors, uh, musicians, actors you know, uh, comedians, dancers, singers, just whatever, all kinds of people I've had on there. And I learn a lot and I have great conversations. So you get access to that show. There's over 120 episodes of that uh, so far and more coming every week. So uh, please, and, and every tier gets you access to that and anything else on the wall that I put on my Patreon wall, like videos. I have videos for new songs that are coming out on our new record, uh, video performances for me doing readings uh, on the road at different different cities and, and then even playing some songs and just stuff that doesn't get uh, posted on my normal social media or anything like that. These are extras. These are exclusives. These are for my Patreon people. So uh, please check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or just John Wayne is dead.com. Go to the Patreon link. So thank you all so much for that support. Oh, you know what else, what I did uh, do this week that was cool? <clears throat> just the other day um so uh a lot of you know you know uh, i have uh i have a lot of young younger readers around the country people that like my books um you know that are teens and above things like that so you know john wayne is for the children and i'm all i always tell people i'm, I'm just trying to promote reading uh to to kids uh to anybody really but especially kids that are in school still uh just if they like to read i just always and, and I meet them at the convention I always just tell encourage them to read I just tell them like look you don't have to read my stuff if you don't like my stuff don't read it read what you like just keep reading that is what is important so um had a very cool opportunity uh this week um a friend of mine who is a administrator now a school administrator reached out <clears throat> she had a student um who is doing a project uh, for, I guess they're going into their senior year. I, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's year round school. I, I don't know how this works, but uh, she, this, this uh, young lady is a senior and she is uh, going into the university university. She told me for English and, and, uh, and whatnot. So she was doing a project for, I guess, one of her classes and maybe an AP class or something like that, where she wanted to interview authors, published authors and, um, ask them this <clears throat> kind of swath of questions and get uh, feedback, um, advice, and just kind of background on on different writers and different authors and how they do it, and just kind of talking about their careers, what they write, how how it comes about, how their success came about, just that kind of stuff. So I was like, I, I she asked if I'd be interested in doing it. I was like, of course I will, and uh, sat down the other day over Zoom and um, the. Uh, the young woman, I don't have, I know that her, the, the series is going to be on YouTube, but I, I don't want to like blow her spot up or whatever. Um, if, uh, when, when she releases it, I will say this is her name and this is her YouTube channel. Um, but she was, uh, very poised, professional. She had excellent questions and it was a very nice conversation. I hope that, um, what I had to say will, it will be helpful to people that, 
listen to it and then also like it helps her with her you know in her project to get a good grade and, and all that but it was lovely it was very uh it was very cool um <clears throat> I, I i always enjoyed doing that kind of stuff so it was it was a cool little experience to um to have had happen um let's see here so in my notes um oh uh just always out oh i've got the dead uh deadline hardback books are restocked and in the shop uh i'm taking the uh inventory on the road with me uh here when i leave so i will be updating the quantities online so uh you may go to see them in the morning and say ah they're still there and they could be definitely sold out by the afternoon so if you want to get one of those i suggest you hop on it uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, it's my my novel deadline about a voice actor named Cody who gets a lot of success very quickly in his career. So he's got this lifestyle he's trying to maintain. So to do that, takes a job from this agency he's never worked with before. This is going to solve all of his problems. But that is when the deadlines start. And they don't stop. So as soon as he's done, he's back on the clock and there are more restrictions placed on him and more restrictions and less time and everything just goes away. So uh, that is available also in paperback uh, everywhere you get books from or if you get them from my website. Of course, I sign them and I send extra goodies. But the hardback special edition is only available from my website. So those are restocked for a limited time. Check those out. Also, Deadline, the audiobook, ripping it up out there. If you got Audible, check that out. It is narrated by little old me. So um, that's also available there for you, too. Okay, so... I think what we will do now is, uh, you know, we were talking about the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast earlier. And uh, if uh, if you're a listener to the show, you know that I oftentimes like to take um, <clears throat> a piece of uh, the episode that's going to come out on Patreon this week and, and put it in here for for the, the John Wayne Lie to you listeners for you guys to check out and uh, get a little taste of who I'm talking to and, and hear about what they do. And then uh, if you want, uh, are so inclined, please shoot on over to the Patreon and subscribe, and then you can hear the whole rest of the episode and all the other episodes available. Uh, but today I'm going to play a little clip from the episode going up there on the Patreon today um, as well. I, I uh, got the pleasure, this is a fellow uh, author and um, podcaster and a music lover, uh, one and only Mr. Charles Campbell. He is... Uh, an awesome dude. I met Charles a few years back. Um, <clears throat> I know him from the Atlanta convention. I've done um, a podcast that he does. Uh, I did that initially. It's called the Horror 421 podcast. And they talk to horror writers on that show and, and talk stuff. And, and Charles is also a, a horror author himself, has several books out there, publishes uh, his publication company. Catch that, uh, Check them out, Valley Boy Publications. Um, I was on that podcast, like I said, the Horror 421, but he also started a new podcast called Backstage 421, where he speaks to uh, musical artists and performers that he uh, likes or appreciates or whatever, and uh, he asked me to be on that show, and it was awesome, because uh, one thing that, you know, I like to talk about music, and, and you know, you know me, guys, I've talked about it 100,000 times on here. I'm into the the, the minutiae, the gears. I want to know how how everything's working in the studio. What did they use? Oh, so-and-so is on this track. Oh, when they play live, they do it like this. I'm very super interested in all of that, and being a musician and performer myself, you know, it's close and near and dear to me. So you have someone like Charles who he's a, a, a super smart guy, 
and he's a lover of music, and he knows a lot about it. He's very knowledgeable. So we uh, we talked on his his show uh, the week before we recorded this one, where we talked for over an hour about music, and we had to cut. You know, it was show was over. So I picked him up immediately the next week to come on my show and continue talking to me about music, but also about his books. Um, he's got a book uh, coming out in October called Piano Witch. Uh, please uh, check out his podcast, Horror Four Twenty One Pod Backstage Four Twenty One, and here is a little taste of my conversation with charles campbell check it out you are also a you know feller feller you're a feller Feller. a dude (laughs) or a feller fellow author fellow scribes i I am i am um and you've got tell tell the people uh listening that you know they're just meeting you talk about your writing a little bit what what okay All right. Well, I publish under Horror 421 Valley Boy Publications, and the meaning behind that name is I grew up in a place, a very small town in the valley. And the valley is a bunch of little small towns on one stretch of road called Highway 421. That's where the 421 comes from. So there's Langley Bath, Gloverville, Clearwater, Burnett Town, Warrenville, a bunch of little tiny little towns. You drive right through them. This is in in Georgia, right? This is South Carolina. South South Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Yep. I live three miles from Augusta, Georgia, so we're very okay. close to to uh, Augusta. Anyway, that's where the name Horror 421 came from. Uh, it's got a very local flavor, and the local folks really eat that stuff up, and I appreciate it when they do. But, uh, yeah, I've been writing since – or putting books out since 2013. Um, you know, it's a scratch that I wanted to, to – an itch that I wanted to scratch for a while. I uh, did write a novel in high school way back in the day. I'm an old guy, so I graduated in 1987. I wrote a novel called The Burning Light in high school that never really saw the light of day. And time passed, joined the no Navy. Pun, no married. pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> joined the Navy, you know, got married and had kids and never went back to it in about 2012, I got the itch and it said, man, if you're going to do it, you got to do it now or you're never going to fucking do it. So I made the leap of faith and I released my first book and it was an ebook only. It was called Black Tears and uh, it, you can find it on Amazon for less than a buck. So you can go check it out if you want. But that was the first book that I put out. It was received rather you know, pretty well. People encouraged me to keep going. So 13 books later, uh, I've got one coming out this Halloween called the piano witch and i do have the cover with me today oh shit i I don't know if you can see it very well oh i can't Uh, move it it, pull it up some like uh up so i can see oh yeah oh okay i see that the oh that's rad yeah yeah. i like that who did that you want to give them a shout out oh i sure do his name is john stoney cannon he's a local artist here in the uh here in the augusta area um, he's a pretty big deal around here. And, uh, I reached out to John and asked him if he would, uh, come up with a concept. I gave him kind of what the story was about and I'll kind of share that with you a little bit. It's yeah, kind I was going to say, well, what is the story about? Yeah. It's, it's just it's, for, for the people listening, it's, it's got, if you can't, it's, uh, you're looking, the cover is awesome. It's this, this dark, very cool, uh, black with like the piano, which is in a badass like font, but like somebody's playing piano, you see these hands, just their hands, the top of their head, and then you see this like green witch hand and like the the, the fucking uh, reflection of the witch's face in the top of the piano is just haunting looking. So, um, what is this? But what is this about? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it is a cool cover, man, and I, I'm completely in love with it. But uh, 
this actually started with my musicians only podcast. This is how it ties in. My episode one, I had a young lady on. She's in a band in New Zealand. Her name was uh, Brooke. And um, she was talking to me, giving me a cool story. She said when she was a kid, she used to play, have piano lessons at her dad's. And uh, the piano used to scare her because she could see the image of a witch in the wood. And, you know, being a writer, I was like, uh, can I use that? And she was like, oh, yeah. I said, witch? thank you. Witch in the wood. Witch in like, the, like, she could see an image of the witch's face in the wood of the piano. Like the she, grain? Like in the wood yeah, grain? Yeah, the grain. Yeah, the wood oh. grain. Yeah. Yeah. And she wouldn't. She didn't That's look awesome. in that spot. Yeah. And I said, well, what if there really was a fucking witch that possessed a piano? Let me go with that. So it's kind of a hybrid short story slash novel. I'm, they're, they're stories that are tied together by this little girl and this witch. Uh, the little girl in the book is called, her name is Brooke. And um, the witch, there's a, a story behind how the witch is banished to this piano. Um, she can't leave this piano. But she can influence anyone that plays plays this piano, and she can you know invade their thoughts and uh, really, uh, almost literally, when they're playing, they can be transformed uh, to where she's at, and she can kind of put thoughts in their head or you know tell them to do some things that maybe normal people wouldn't do. Uh, but wow. uh, that's kind of the the story. So it kind of. Goes on this journey with several different people, and it's uh, like a collection of short stories, but they are are tied together. So it's kind of a novel hybrid because I do have an over uh, an overarching arc that uh, is going to tie up at the end of the book. But uh, yeah, it's called A Piano Witch. It comes out October 31st, maybe a little before that. You can pre-order it at valleyboypublications.com. And the people who actually get my stuff, they know pre-orders always come with extra shit. So that's the piano witch. That's my story, dude. Dude, uh, first of all, that sounds awesome. Um, coming out in October, everyone definitely, you know, we'll be we'll be pimping that some more. When we were talking last week, did I tell you about the the collect like the like the collection thing that I was working on called Toward to Death? Did you did about I, that, yeah. I think you mentioned it, but I don't know if we dove into it very deeply. But yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't. We don't have to, to talk about. Yeah, you yeah. Know, this is about you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, it's like the ex like the not that exact concept, but it's like it's eight short stories that have the theme that goes through them. Of they're just basically like dates from this tour that this one like solo musician is on. Yeah, yeah. For we like may not months. Have and it's just like eight dates just pulled at random, which oh, says the dude. date and it's like 2000 dot dot. Like, so you don't know what exactly what year it is, but it's just yeah, eight, yeah. eight dates and like these crazy shits that happen, like, you know, that borderline on fringe horror versus just like, did that happen? Like weird shit that I've taken right. like, things from being on tour musically music tour and just blown them up into these like crazy Oh, man, scenarios that sounds, that so when you were saying that i was like dude did we have this set like can we be best <laughs> friends and doing karate and shit it's like yeah, the same type. Yeah. it's kind, kind of like yeah. uh what was that a ghost or haunt like chuck Palahniuk's haunt where it's like all oh, yeah, yeah. stories and the, but but they they have that you know theme that ties them together right so that's yeah. that's fucking awesome dude that sounds that sounds amazing um and it came from an stoked. idea of a lady on a podcast you know and that writer, shit you, it was absolutely dude i the i i just started working on like a new manuscript maybe four days ago and the whole opening scene i've just pulled from this pool party that i went to here on the yeah. 4th of july in, in las vegas where i was like i can't i can't not put this a lot of this stuff in something like 
it i mean it's just like this huge pool party there's tons of people there outside there's a tent set up like on one side of the pool and that's the fuck tent so anyone yeah. could just go in there i was like i gotta gotta use that gotta use that yeah, fuck oh, yeah. tent. so so, uh, so i know exactly what you mean um like is that is that woman that was on the the first one is she is she the one you go you go see her perform a, a lot oh no no no, oh, no, that, no that's yeah that's jen wigmore and i, I got a little okay. story about her on, on the net on this book but um i was kind of introduced to uh brooke through another musician who's in jen's band he co-wrote a song with her called the outsider which i really dug and the band is called french for rabbits and they're they're pretty big in new zealand and uh she's an amazing musician i, I love brooke to death so if you guys want to check out some music from New Zealand, go check out French for Rabbits. They're they're uh, they're legit. But I digress. Yeah. So you you brought up uh, the other person that I like to go see a lot. And she, and she's also from New Zealand. She's right? from New Zealand. Okay, she lives okay. in L. She, she lives you, in L. You got a little bit of a kiwi fetish there, I think, Charles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she's my favorite kiwi. Tooth, so toothbrush fence. They've got yes. toothbrush fence. <laughs> Ah, Central Park. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Flight of the Concords, uh, I fucking loved before. Like, even like just, and Murray's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, I love him. So, anyway. Well, she lives in Los Angeles, and her husband is actually the lead of the band. You may recognize this band, Fever 333. Uh, he's Jason Alon. And okay. um, yeah, he, you know, I think he and his band are going through some turmoil right now. I think a couple of guys quit or whatever. But anyway, the book that uh, I have out now um, that you can pick up is called Terror Tour. Yeah, that's the one that I yeah. was so I just I just ordered that. That this looks, is oh, called, give, give the rundown for that one right, real quick. Well, we we talked about Jen a little bit. I took you know so many pictures of Jen at concerts or whatever, but that's actually her on the cover. Oh, I cool, got, cool. Yeah, I got permission to use that. Uh, I ghosted it out, and that's her uh, guitar player. His name is Dave Goodison, so uh, very, I got to use that. Very image. cool. Yeah, she was excited about it, so she got her copy of the book. But the uh, Terror Tour is about a regional band, and they're called – and I didn't wear the fucking T-shirt. Uh, I have a Valley Rats T-shirt. But uh, it's a regional band, and they're called the Valley Rats, and they kick up this uh, tour around the area. And uh, at each stop, they get uh, each band member starts getting a letter from what they think is a deranged fan. But uh, turns out it's a lot more sinister than that. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but with every stop, the letters get more and more ominous. And, uh, you know, it really gets to the lead singer and ironically enough, intended completely. The lead singer's name is Virginia Morgan, uh, which is Jen's name. Jen's name is Virginia. Ah. But, uh, <laughs> her last name isn't Morgan, but uh, Virginia Morgan. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Virginia Morgan is the lead singer, and uh, you know she had some horrific things happen in the past. Uh, she had a tragedy when she was a young girl, uh, but she always had her music, and uh, you know her parents always urged her to follow that gift. And um, did a dingo eat her baby? Uh, no, Sorry, that's, a, that's the last. That's, <laughs> that's the last one. I, I could uh, not. A dingo did did not, not eat her baby. It's not even like it's like <laughs> the worst Australian. And we're talking about New Zealand, and uh, yeah, we're talking about New Zealand. But uh, the dingo didn't eat her baby. But she goes on a tour with her bandmates and uh, tech support. <laughs> oh man. They start getting these letters in, uh, then it turns into more than that. And so it all starts kind of tie, like 
Oh, are yeah. they are they all aware that they're getting? I don't. don't yeah, I'm yeah. giving too much away. Like yeah, yeah, they know yeah. they're getting at, it, so it's at all collected. Stop, okay. Yeah, they they get uh, and it's kind of slipped. You know, you know, slipped onto the stage or slipped to a stage hand or slipped. They never receive a letter directly from the person giving it. It's mm. always you know they're always getting it after the fact, and uh, each letter is you know more threatening than the last to each band member, mm. and it, it comes to a head uh, where. They literally are playing for their lives uh, without giving the story away. They they end up in a situation that they cannot get out of uh, without playing the show of their lives. And, you know, some may live, some may die, but uh, you can only, you got to read it to find out who lives through the territory. And uh, I'm pretty proud of this book. It's one of my shorter books, but uh yeah, check it out. It's available right now, ValleyboyPublications.com. All right, there we go. Hey, that's uh, some of my conversation that I had with Charles Campbell, author and podcaster, uh, over on the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast on my Patreon. Please check it out, patreon.com slash Dead for the rest of that episode. And don't forget to check out my man Charles Campbell and his podcast and his books as well. Uh, I appreciate it very much. So, <clears throat> moving right on, I think we'll get into our card of the day reading today. Uh, as you know or do not know, I do a card of the day reading I uh, on the show here. I post it on my uh, Instagram every single day at John Wayne is Dead. I pull a card of the day from my tarot deck. And um, here on the show, I just kind of like to talk about what the card means generally and then try to, you know, maybe point it towards some semi-specific things that maybe, you know, I can relate to and therefore help uh, maybe the you the listener relate to um, the the way the cards work. This is not like a fortune telling thing for me. This is not uh, telling me the future. <clears throat> this is um, a thought, a very good thought exercise. It helps you to see things from a different perspective or think about something in a way that maybe you didn't think about it before. Because sometimes we can get so caught up with what we're going through with our own situations, and we're so close to it. Um, we think we know everything about it. We, we just can't pull ourselves away enough to see it from maybe just a little bit different that we could we could fix it. But that's what that's what tarot does for me personally. Uh, everybody's a little bit different. So this card today we have drawn uh, from my John Wayne is Dead tarot skeleton deck available at johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, the page of cups and this is in the upright position so we know that cups this is our uh creative energy and feelings and emotions they flow uh with the cups and uh a page is always you know typically going to be uh, a, a card of energy and the card of a, the that signifies the start of something right so that's that's where we're gonna start here so page of cups the person on it is is standing there with a nice little hat and sash on and they've got a cup and out of the cup is uh, a fish like a like a fish just is poking its head out kind of saying hey how's it going and um, that's important we'll get to that in a second so like I said this you know this is about our our feelings and and uh you know there's a lot of creative energy around this card and and it's the start so this is you know basically telling us now is a good time this moment we're existing, this time period or whatever, to be open to things, like open to different things, open to creative things, be open to any kind of, you know, if create, if creativity is your thing, if you're an artist, be open to any, any kind of uh, ideas or, or things about uh, maybe even your craft or a related craft, be open to anything right now, because 
this is the time to be open to anything, including possibly a little fish jumping out of your 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 cup to say hello to you. Uh, that's that's just kind of a signify like a metaphor for that, or just like showing you that it, be open to anything, even a fish talking to you, because it could be the thing that breaks you. It could be the next thing that that's going to inspire you or we're going to be your next big idea. We need to be open to these possibilities right now and we need to be optimistic about them. Not, you know, I, it, of course <clears throat> you want to maintain uh it's important, you know, I guess to maintain a, you know, modicum of realism and reality when you when you're looking at things, but be optimistic right now. You know, ground yourself in reality, but now's the time to, you know, be open to anything being possible including that thing that you've been trying to start or the, the, the project that you wanted to t- undertake, that novel you were going to write, whatever, you know, you're going to learn you to, to use oil paintings, whatever it is, be open to that. Um, and, and with that, like, you know, there's several things that go on this card, but, but for me, it's, it's, that's the big takeaway from it. And also at this time, while we're being open to anything, while we are like, allowing ourselves to be inspired to these, uh, you know, inspired by these different ideas or uh, stimuli or whatever it is, we need to trust our intuition. We need to be, you know, trusting our heart right now and look for, you know, signs, you know, and I don't mean it like, um, like, uh, you know, give me a sign. And then, you know, someone's going to say, yes, go do it. But you know what I mean? There'll be patterns or, or little things, synchronicities, things that might pop up around what you're contemplating starting around this project around the thought of it look for those you know they they could be that that's something that's going to play we you know, be need to be aware of the signs uh to be you know success to be successful and to start with a, a successful start of this and again when i say this it's not just like you just said it's not about magic and you're saying look for signs no like look for things like yes look for signs can be of a whatever another whatever you wanted them to be but i mean like concrete things like a hardcore example like you're going to uh you know open up a fucking Nintendo store the day before Nintendo goes out of business. But if you looked at that, you wouldn't have done that. that that's a, st- I mean, that was all I could pull the top of my head. But um, those are the kind of signs. Be aware, be open to the things that are the information that's available about what you uh, are pursuing or about what you're inspired by and, and learn about it. It's, it's like that. Look for those kind of signs to guide you the right way so that you can start successfully on what this is. Um, so again, like this card, the b- main things for me and my interpretation of it, the way the big things that I get out of it are being open right now to just like anything being possible and anything being inspiring to you and, and starting that and, uh, and trusting our intuition. Sometimes, you know, we, you know, we, we look at things and we try to get the logic out of them or we, you know, try to figure out the, you know, the the stats or the facts with our head and this is not the time to do that be smart yes but we really have to trust our intuition in this moment this time that we're existing in and and like i said these are temporary these are moments this could be five minutes of your of your time that this kind of hits you or it could be five weeks who knows it's just the moments are different for everyone that they're existing in so that is our card today page of cups in the upright position um if you are interested in tarot, please check out my tarot deck. 
uh, over at johnwaysdead.com on the shop page. Uh, or if you uh, come to one of the shows that I'm at, I always have them at the table. I'm happy to talk to you about tarot and uh, explain some stuff and you can check it out. So anyway, uh, moving right along, dudes and people and everywhere, I am stoked to be on belief. It is very special because, because, because we have a message on the Corey hotline this week. I can't believe it either. I do believe it because I never lost faith and, and I, uh, and I'm very uh, excited. Uh, what's the Corey Hotline, you ask? Well, Corey Hotline is a phone number you can call anytime, day, night, whenever, uh, and leave a message for me here at the show, and I will play it on the show for you, and we will talk about it. Your answer your questions, comments, whatever you want to uh, do. It's um, it's a free for all. No, it's uh, it's there, and I will I will read uh, play your your message. We'll talk about it. Also, this is what we'll read. You can text to the number as well. If you maybe don't want to leave a message, maybe you're bashful, hey, send a text message with your question. Just let me know what your name is if you want to know it, or let it be said, and uh, we can do that as well. The phone number is 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. And we have a message, and we are going to play it right here. Hey, Mr. John Wayne. This is Sam from Southern California. A big fan of yours. I ran into you at a Halloween expo over here in Anaheim, California. Bought one of your books, really enjoyed it. So I've been kind of following you on the podcast on Spotify and just enjoy hearing it on my way to work. So keep up the good work. Also, wanted to see if you were ever going to release any hardcover books again. I think I wrote you on, on Instagram, but I figured I might as well follow up on the Corey Hotline. Um, sick-ass idea and concept of having, like, a special hardcover edition. So uh, hopefully you do that again. All right, man. Thank you. See ya. Well, hey, Sam. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Good to hear from you. Uh, yes, it was awesome to meet you um, in Anaheim. Uh, I love those shows, man. Um I, I'll be back doing a bunch of those here coming up. But uh, thank you for the call, dude. Thank you so much for listening to the program and checking out the books. I very much appreciate it. Um, so as far as the hardcover books, uh, like uh, I think we did talk on Instagram. But yes, I did uh, re you know restock the Deadline hardback books and uh, have those available, as I was saying at the beginning of the program. I'm also going to, um, probably in the next few months, release another book, uh, another one of my titles in a special hardback like I did Deadline uh, through Awesome Dude for Life Press. The way the way things work with that is like just another little bit of inside baseball. It depends on what your contract with, you know, your publisher is and what rights they retain. So like just if if um, some of the books that I have that are on paperback, like the the publisher may retain the right to put out a hardback edition if they'd like while the contract is valid um, or some of them just like only they only have exclusive paperback rights um, or they only have paperback and digital rights, which means like you know, they're going to get the Kindle and they're going to get the audio, but maybe they don't get the hardback. So you, you have a little bit more wiggle room to kind of do those on, you know, through self-release or or even go to, uh, you can have another publisher that specializes in hardback books like Thunderstorm Books does a special edition hardback. They've done a couple of mine. 
you know, they they can uh, take something that, you know, another publisher just has the paperback rights to and they can put out the hardback. So it's it's just a little bit of like, you know, having to, you know, walk the walk through the old uh, legal lines there. But yes, uh, like I said, Deadline is, is out in hardback now through the store, through the John Wayne's Dead shop. I'm looking, I'm kind of leaning towards the cycle being my next hardback uh, that'll come out through Awesome Dude for life. Um but I mentioned Thunderstorm books a second ago. Uh, listeners of the show know I've talked. I've been announcing this as well. My book, um, the uh, new new novel of mine about living in downtown Las Vegas, uh, Electric City's Neon Infection, comes out through Thunderstorm Books, and that's going to be a special edition hardback uh, and a special edition paperback that he's doing because it's a die cut cover where there's like two covers and you open one and see the rest type of thing. Uh, so that's coming out, I believe in December. Um, but that, those, those hardbacks are, are awesome in the way he does them or they're very cool. They're a little bit pricey, but they're, they're worth it just cause they're limited, uh, and signed numbered and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's, I hope that that answers the question. So I've got some, got some hardback stuff coming up down the line and, I really, really appreciate you checking out the show, and thank you for giving a call to the Corey Hotline. The Corys appreciate it, and the Corys before the Corys and the Corys throughout the ages ring uh, with love and admiration for you. Thank you, Sam. So if you would like to call the Corey Hotline, you can do that. 832-930-1347. Ask a question, comment on something we were talking about, whatever it may be. Hey, if you want to say something about Lemon Party, if you listened to the episode last week, the Crazy Lemon Party uh, room with me and uh, S.C. Mendez and, and Joe Spagnola, uh, Bloodbound Books, just having a good old time. Check out that episode also. It's it's crazy, but it's worth a listen. Uh, call the Corey Hotline and talk about it. 832-930-1347. Uh, that is that. And... I thank you. So, <clears throat> moving along um, to the story portion of our show, you know, I was thinking I, I, before the show and doing my notes, kind of preparing, and and you know, I don't have a, a con to um, recap this week or anything like that. So, you know, I'm dipping back into the old story archive and and whatnot, and. Uh, I was thinking, you know, I don't know how something, you know, things just. Well, I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that makes me think of this and this and this and this. So I. I thought I was thinking about this particular trip that I took to the museum when I was a kid that really, truly, truly had an, a huge impact on me. Um, so uh, I was like, I may have, I, I can't, you know, this is the 294th episode of this podcast, people, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone. Uh, so I've, I've done a, you know, that's a lot of episodes. Of course, I've repeated myself a few times. I, I don't know if I've told this story and it's like an entirety as its own episode maybe back back in the day or just kind of touched on it but either way hey we're getting it and we're getting it again so um this uh we'll we'll tell this call this one um uh dunesbury do or dunesbury don't the cartoon years <laughs> So this was back when I was uh, I was in elementary school. Um, I'm gonna say like fourth or fifth grade. This is about when this took place. And um, as as you guys know, like a lot of people know, I do um, illustration and art. Like I talked about the tarot deck. Uh, I've done a, a couple of my covers. I've done a bunch of stickers and logos and things like that. I I'm very much into illustrative art, like comic kind of art new school i guess would be the genre of tattoo art that's more of a tattoo term but that kind of bright popping 
you know, colorful cartoonish art is just kind of the, you know, doodle type ink sketches, things like that. That's what I like. This is things I specialize in. Um, and, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I, you know, I, kids are stupid, you know, you're like, well, I like to draw, I, like to do this. I don't know. Um, but I was, uh, you know, I, I had a good friend of mine, his name was James and his parents, they were always like, they're kind of like the kind of parents that were always like doing shit. Like he was the youngest, he was my age of the youngest and the, his, his older brother and sister were like older. Like his brother was like graduated from high school. His sister was like, I don't know, junior or senior or something, you know, old, older, you know? So it's like, they, they were just the kind of parents that like, all right, come on, we're going to go do this fucking, this shit all weekend or something with the kid. And uh, a lot of times, you know, I would be able to get invited along because it'd be like, my parents would be like, yeah, go, whatever. We don't care. You know, um, that's fine. Uh, but they would do these kind of things that like, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe my family wasn't necessarily tuned into or, uh, aware of, or we're, you know, three kids that are all in my family of three kids that are all close to each other in age, you've got a billion activities going on. So one of us, you know, you can't necessarily plan for the weekend for us all to like, Hey, let's go to the fucking County fair because you know, you got to go to so-and-so swim meet and you got a fucking karate deal and you got a fucking cub scout meeting or some shit, you know, so it's hard to organize. I get that. So that's why like it was th this set of parents, th these, these, they were like able to do that. Cause the older kids were like, we don't give a fuck, leave us alone. And so we would get to go do crazy things like this one day they were this Saturday. They said, hey, we're going to go <clears throat> to the air show and then to the museum. And I was like, OK, air show. That sounds you know, that sounds cool. What the hell's that? You know, it's like, well, it's their airplanes going to fly all around and do stunts and, and helicopters and all this kind of crazy shit. And, uh, you know, it's going to be great. So, you know, of course, my parents were like, yeah, you, yeah, you can go to that. Sounds fun. So um, and I was like, well, I don't know this museum business afterwards, but whatever. Uh, air show sounds cool. And you know what? The air show was kind of cool. I don't know. Like, it, that's the only one I've ever been to. And I was like I said, fucking fourth or fifth grade. There were no uh, terrible crashes or anything like that. Um, but uh, I don't know how they do that shit, man. Like being like see it on TV. It's, it's on TV. You know, it still looks death defying and crazy. But when you you're in, standing there and watching a plane like plummet straight down, like or, or you know do those uh, stalls or whatever they do, where they just kind of start falling out of the sky and then they restart and pull up, you know, it's it's very terrifying uh, to be to be that close to something. But it was neat, you know. And they had, like there the Goodyear blimp was there, and you got to be close to uh, you know these cool like uh, recreated fighter jets and and stuff like that. It was it was very entertaining and interesting for a little kid to be like, wow, look at that. Wow. Look at that one. Um, but you know, being young, younger kids, I can see why they, they plan this like other thing. Be the museum thing came after because it's like, you know, it's hot, it's outside, you know, and you can only take so much loud, noisy, almost planes crashing. So right. I, you know, right as we're probably like, this sucks now they're like, all right. And change of venue, you know, okay. Keep us guessing, keep us on our toes. Right. But we went to the uh, Houston Museum of Fine Art and specifically to go to a uh, exhibit they were having that um, they kind of buried the lead on that. I didn't know that this was what it was till we got there, but it was a, a huge exhibit on the history of comics and cartoons. So right away there, I was like, oh, this is what we're we should 
we could have come here first or we could have been here the whole time like this you know as soon as we got into you know the the where the exhibit started it was instant i was just locked in and and taking in all of this because you're looking at this is not just this is not like marvel comics and dc yes yes some of that is included in this but this was a lot of how cartoons from the the newspapers and and comic strips and and writing for comic strips and how these characters developed in these kind of uh cartoon strips that defined like the genre or or set tones and and all this kind of stuff it was you know it's a lot bigger than just like three pan like you know what's ziggy doing today you know it was it was very informative it was super super interesting um that was where I like I'd seen Calvin and Hobbes before, but I also like then I was like, oh, I want to read all of Calvin and Hobbes. And I did. I still do in this office right here in leap and lunge of my hand right now is uh, the entire collection of Calvin and Hobbes books that I've collected since I was a kid. They're right there. I'm looking at them. They're beautiful. Um, but, you know, I got very much into them and, and Doonesbury. Uh, also, which, you know, that was weird because that was like a kind of more of an adult, like political based cartoon. But but Bill the Cat was like this just disgusting character that, uh, you know, kind of on that Ren and Stimpy wave of disgustingness. And I just really loved Bill the Cat. I thought he was awesome. Um, but I, you know, we went through this whole thing and we were looking at everything. We we easily spent way longer at the museum than we spent, you know, looking at the the airplanes and the air show. Not taking anything away from that. That's That was fine. But this was really what... This was where the impact was made on me. This was more impactful than than the air show. You know, if if we would have just went home after that or just like, yeah, it's got a Danny's, you know, who knows? Um, but I just we went I remember we went back, um, you know, we bought uh, I think I bought a Calvin and Hobbes book there at the gift shop or whatever. We got, we just got like a book each and we went back home. We went to James's house after that. And just we were drawing and just coming up with ideas. And, you know, it's it's one thing to leave, you know. Leave something like that as a kid. And kids, you know, they're, they're stupid, like I said. You get excited about something and then, you know, maybe the next day, maybe it lasts, if you're lucky, a day or a couple of days. And then you're on to the next thing, you know. And then it's, you know, uh, now I want to be a weatherman or whatever kids want to be. Uh, but with with me, that, that never went away. That, like, excitement and uh, working like working on stuff like that never went away from that time. Like I, you know, I left James's house after that and I continued to still draw little characters and draw comic strips. I had a comic strip that I drew all through middle school and uh, I don't see, I don't, I think it's probably, I think I got mad and through, through all this. I, I, I go, I get these rages sometimes people. And I'm like, Wait, what the hell is all this crap? And I'll just throw things away. Like all kinds of things, like my big baby pictures, like awards I've won, which is fine. But I'm like, you know things like that but like i'm pretty sure i threw all this away but i had them all collected in a little binder brad bradded binder folder uh it was called chip chip the chipmunk or whatever and it was just uh you know like a three to four uh box you know square panel comic about this chipmunk at school and there's stupid kid stuff but you know i probably drew like a hundred of those fucking cartoons you know and i just kept doing it and kept getting into it and yeah, I took art classes in in school, you know, and but I I lean ended up leaning more towards doing theater and doing music, um, you know, and and then 
perfecting my writing craft, you know, not perfecting, but, but working towards, you know, making my, you know, strengthening my craft in writing and, 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 you know, really using that part of my talent. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> art and, and drawing and doing comic stuff is like still a huge part of what I do. You know, it, I, I didn't start off with it. Like, you know, as I, you know, kind of getting into the arts and having a career doing it, it was, you know, I came in through a different door, but then I just like was able to tack that on like, oh shit. And and I have to also give a major shout out to my man, Todd Gale. I don't know if he's listening. I know he had been listening before. Good buddy of mine. Also an amazing, amazing graphic artist, amazing artist. Um, beautiful mind for, for music as well. Um, interesting, eclectic music. But I, when, when I was, when I started John Wayne is Dead, the band, Chris and I were just starting and I was, I was doing, um, I was drawing like, uh, just pictures of, of how I wanted things to look like this would be cool for the cover of this. And this would be look cool on a poster and this would look cool on a thing and put this on our website. And I took all these sketches of them to Todd because Todd had done some artwork for us before he'd done some uh, covers for letters to Voltron and, and stuff like that. And uh, I was showing it to him and he was like, dude. I could do this, but why don't you just do it? And I was like, no, what, what do you mean? He's like, cause you pretty much already did it or you're doing it. I mean, that's what you want. And then you have it right there. And it kind of like had to click with me for a second. I was like, I guess I could work a little harder at this and try. I know I kind of, I drew and I have a, you know, an eye for things and I took art and I'm an art guy or whatever. Um, but it took him saying that to me, like, maybe, I don't know, I'll give it a try. And he's like, well, just try it. Maybe if, if it doesn't work, I'll, I, I'll do it for you. But I think you should take the reins on this and in doing so that's how like I got way hard that part clicked and now I'm you know got way hard back into drawing and I do commissions and I do this tarot deck and all the the banner at my all the banners at my my table are all designed by me and um it's it's something that uh I I get a lot of joy from just sitting and drawing um if you order anything anybody that orders stuff from my website uh, pretty much everyone gets a hand-drawn uh, like sketch of a little character that I do on joint papers like and I color them you know with different markers and stuff that I play around with and it's fun for me and, and it really is but um, and even for a long time as a kid after that my you asked me what I wanted to be I, I said an animator I want to be an animator I want to be an animator so you know of course obviously life happens I took a different path but um, I never lost that passion for it and that passion for drawing and art. And I have to say, like, you know, thinking back on that, that trip to the museum really put that bug in me. We were really like, I guess, made it where I was like, this is something I could do, you know, or, or just I really wanted to know everything I could about it. Just learn everything I could. So I have to say, I credit that that um, trip to the museum, uh, super hardcore with inspiring me and kind of pushing me on the, on the right path or, or at least shining a light in the direction, um, that I, I needed to go and to pursue that. So, um, you know, if you're going to go, long story short, if you're going to go to the air show, okay, follow it up with a trip to the museum, would you please? <laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, just a little story about how that inspiration could get to you. Cartoon 
uh, cartoon magistry and magic. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode. I appreciate you guys so much. I am hitting the road this week. I'll be in Portland, Oregon for Ghosts of Summer, and then the week after that, I will be in New Jersey, uh, Cherry Hill for Monster Mania, and then the week after that, the 11th, 12th, and 13th, Houston, Texas, August 11th, 12th, and 13th, and then the 13th, hey, come see us play at Two-Headed Dog. It is going to be amazing of course you can see all of my dates and everywhere that i'm going for the rest of the year at john Wayne is dead on the show's page that's constantly being updated it's pretty full now but there'll be some other things added to that uh coming up for sure um that also while you're there go to the shop page you can buy a hard hardback copy of deadline while they still last and and all my other books and and the records are on there and everything um I appreciate it oh, oh, so much. Also, check out my Patreon. Hey, check out the rest of Charles's interview uh, today and, and all the other episodes and all the great stuff on there. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at John Wayne is dead. And then on the old Facebook with my name, John Wayne Communale. All right. See you guys out there on the road. Bow. <laughs>